Well, let's turn our Bibles today to where? I, let me find out. Uh, where do I want to turn? Oh, all right. Let's go to uh, John 16.33. John 16.33. I want to talk today. And the question I asked myself when I was thinking about this, what must a man do with tribulation? Sometimes we preach a gospel that seems to be entirely free or the aspect of it without opposition. But really, the scripture tells us that opposition is one of the inherited things that a believer will receive. And in John 16, 33, it says this, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Now in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Just stand fast, unshakable, always with a song in your heart. I have overcome the world. You know, Jesus told the disciples, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, trouble is at every turn. Trouble is in our tomorrows. Jesus said, don't take thought for it because guess what? There's enough evil in tomorrow for you to stay busy with when you get there. You don't have to pre-think it. But Jesus tells us in this passage of Scripture that in this world, you and I as Christians are going to have tribulation. So we should be prepared to handle it. But the problem is, is that because we don't teach people that it's coming, I like to call that uh, easy believism. Easy believism is really uh, a new age way of thinking. People don't need Jesus, they need to just think positively. Get up and look at the flowers and the sun and everything's going to be okay today. It will be unless you die and don't have Jesus on your side. Hallelujah. But tribulation is something that is going to deal, that we're going to deal with every day. He says, but my peace I leave with you. That word peace means, but I give you a great unshakable assurance. I give you a resolve. It means to come to a decision that you will not come out on the losing end. It means to be transformed by the process of meditating on what Jesus has said is yours and what he said he has done to the world that you live in. He didn't say tribulation wouldn't come, but he said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. It means to clear away everything that would dispel doubt, fear, and questions. See, once you get an assurance that tribulation has been overcome, you don't worry about it. You don't have to be fearful of it. You have to deal with it, but you don't have to worry about it having its plan and purpose over your life. The world is a place of demonic order. We live in a world, the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that we live under a world that is governed by the God of this earth. And his name is Satan. Now, we live under his canopy, but we do not live under his rule. Could I get an amen? Now, tribulation means this. It means pressure. It means mentally and physical pressure. It means affliction, anguish, trouble. It means persecution. It means a burden. It means distress, oppression, and suffering. Now that's what tribulation means. So any time that any of them come into our life, what we have to understand is that it is tribulation. Amen? Now, before we go any further, let me tell you what 
tribulation does. It, it, it has a mission. It is not just something that happens. It has a mission. It has an author. It has a strategy. Can I go to Romans 8.35 and then we'll, we'll get back into what, what we're talking about here. In Romans 8.35... Because people say all types of things. Well, you know, God, I'm just going through persecution for, the, for God, and I'm, I'm being tribulating, and, and uh, you know, but God's doing this for me so I can be prepared for ministry and all that. You know, sometimes stupid just breeds stupid. It just really does. Now watch this. Who? Somebody say who. Wow, that's a good word. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation. Do you know tribulation is a who? Because there is a principality or a personality behind its activity. And then it says, or distress. You know distress is a who? I call them in-laws, but other people call them others. Distress or persecution. You know persecution is a who? Or famine is a who nakedness is a who peril or sword is a who next verse and it for it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter nay no absolutely not in these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for i am persuaded this is a persuasion of the faith foundation of Paul the Apostle. That neither death, remember who, nor life, remember who, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from what? The love of God which was displayed, demonstrated, shown fully on the cross. Now, all of those things that we just talked about up to that verse have one mission. Anybody know the mission? To separate us. Somebody say separate us. Separate. What is found in the love of Christ? The life of God. Eternal life. Abundance. Victory, prosperity, health, joy, unity. Amen. All of those things are found in the cross. But all of those things that we read, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, even angels, tribulations, persecutions, distresses, all of those come to separate us from the love of God. Now, if they come to separate us from the love of God... Is the love of God a spiritual thing? Yes. Come on, somebody say yes. yes. Jesus is a spiritual being, amen? He is a part of the triune Godhead, all right? So could you undo something spiritual by physical means? No. No. So there must be a spirit. That's why it starts out, who? Because who indicates that behind every one of those things, there is an individual, a personality that is orchestrating the plan and the purpose. What's the plan and the purpose? To separate you from the love of God. Now you might say, well, well how, does it just, no, it doesn't just happen. It erodes you. It is just a little at a time. That's all it takes, a little at a time. It doesn't mean that it happens overnight. doesn't mean that one collision with tribulation, distress, persecution, or principality, or failure or something, doesn't mean that all of a sudden you just give up. Now, some people do. Some people ain't got no bigger backbone than a, than a, a, a miniature, I don't know what, worm. It, it, it just, pe people... All you people that are watching that don't come to this church, you ought to be here. All these people have great spines. But I tell you what, most Christians 
ain't got a spine long enough to fill an ant. They can't put up with nothing. Somebody says a bad word to them. They get offended and quit God. Why do you quit God? Knock the guy in the head. Don't leave Jesus. Isn't that amazing? We penalize everybody that loves us, but we never penalize the people that wrong us, and we shouldn't. But it amazes me how many people have little bit to do with nothing and then blame God for everything. Listen, get over yourself. God hasn't ever done anything wrong to you. Amen? But a personality, knowing how big your spine was, came towards you, and he knew you'd snap. Why? Because of past records. You snap, you can't keep a job. Three days. You don't get off to go to the ball game. Well, you've been there a whole two days. Certainly you got seniority over whoever started yesterday. So your seniority should give you the day off. Well, I, I, I went out and bought a new car. I need more money. <laughs> That's not your factory's job. It's not your job's job. It's your job to make sure you stay within the means of the money you make. Amen. Don't create tribulation and open up the door for the devil to get you because of your inability to restrain and to say no. Right? Okay, so all these things come to separate us. But Jesus tells us, look, I have overcome the world. In other words, these things are going to come and there is victory for the believer. But what you cannot do is neglect what comes to your door or into your house. You need to deal with it and deal with it now. And whatever it takes, come to a resolve that you are not breaking your connection with God and His plan and His purpose. Hallelujah. Now, we see that all these things come to separate us from the love of God. And you say, oh, well, those things just don't bother me. Listen, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. If they were not effective, Paul would never have warned us about them. They are effective. They start putting fires out, passions out, relationships out. And pretty soon you find yourself separated from the love of God. You can call it backsliding. You can call it frying again. You can call it whatever you want. Now, here it tells us that this revelation brings to us that the believer, that we have a clear indication of why these things happen in our life. They're not just haphazard happenings. They are designed strategical launches of the adversary to separate us from the love of God. Amen? Amen? And so we have to deal with these in the way that God deals with them, not the way that we deal with them. Now, the tribulation, as we discover, that can be overcome by God's way and not our way. We have to do it the way of faith, the way of faith and not be carnally minded about these things. Now, where do tribulations come from? We found in one section right here that they come from a who. Let's go to Matthew 13, 21. Know where tribulation comes from. Know where tribulation comes from. Make sure you identify it as your enemy, not your friend. He that hath not root in himself, no backbone, but endureth for a while. How many of us have been saved here over three years? I don't ever expect you to backslide. Why would you backslide? You have known God for three years. Well, well I didn't get what I want. No, you can't, you can't backslide for that. Well, you know, I believed and, and I didn't see. Well, you can't backslide for that. You know that God is true. Could I get an amen? amen? Listen, we have got to stop the recycling process of Christians. Amen. Saved a month, backslid a month. Saved a week, backslid. Come on. You stay on drugs more than you Jesus, serve Jesus. Get a handle on yourself. 
sorry, Obaluzi. I know Africans don't need this, but these Americans, I'm telling you what. <laughs> now, listen. We have got to grow up. Joe, I love you. But your bad days are not enough to offend me, to break me from a covenant of love that constrains me to walk with Christ. You, you can't do it. Scott, I love you, but no matter what you say about me, behind my back is going to make me mad enough not to forgive you and get over you. Now, I may do it in a four-wheeler, but I'm going to get over you. <laughs> See, the thing of it is, Christians are like raw nerves. They're looking. Some, somebody said, oh, well, you offended me what you said. You've been coming here 20 years. You only got offended once. I commend you. Get over your, you are looking for a reason. Don't look for a reason. Do what you want to do. But don't make up a reason. Be honest with yourself. Amen. I'm bored. I'm cold. I'm lukewarm. I'm dry. Now we know why you're in the condition you're in. But see, it's not my job, David, to make everybody happy. I can't even make Phyllis happy. Look, you, you are your own yardstick. You are your own thermometer. I don't come in the house at night and feel say, oh, honey, how's it going? Oh, darn it, I, I, somebody, <laughs> they, they just talked to me mean. Oh, honey, that's all right, honey, God will see us through. Oh, honey, I just don't know if I can go on. It'll be all right, darling, I know God will. Honey, I, 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 I just don't know if I can. Oh, yeah. She'd kick me up and down them steps and say, you spineless worm, you. Get upstairs and put some pants on. Why are Christians always living in a crisis and need encouragement? I can't depend on you for encouragement. Most people I run into are discouraged. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. You always see people frowning. You ought to see people smiling. Open up your mouth and let your teeth see the sun. Hallelujah. Amen. You praise God. You, you need to be happy. Amen. What do you got to be sad about? You aren't going to hell. Amen. You're blessed. You're the head, not the tail. Come on. Hallelujah. God is on your side. You're on God's side. You're the apple of his eye. Praise God. God's in love with you. He's crowned you with glory and honor. Praise God. He's seated you in heavenly places. Put the devil under your feet. Declared that you would be blessed so nobody could curse you. He declared you'd be going in and going out and you'd be blessed. And these blessings shall overtake you even if you get too busy to recognize them. Come on, hallelujah. We ain't got nothing to be sad about. You just don't know. You don't know what. Well, my house and my, my marriage. And, well, I don't know about all that. But I do know that in the midst of tribulation, you can still love those around you and still be happy. Praise God. Well, what to be happy about in my marriage? Everybody dies. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. See, there's things to be happy about. You just got to keep it in perspective, right, Philip? No, it's not terrible. If you're miserably married, stay committed. Love them like Jesus would love them and pray for them. Make them so miserable they got to get saved. Hallelujah. And if you don't have it in you, pray Maranatha every night. Come on. <laughs> Praise God. Now, where does tribulation come from? We see right here. Let's go to Matthew 13, 21. He that hath no root in himself, but doeth for a while. For when tribulation, oh, wow, there's that word, or persecution arise because of the what? By and by, he is offended. Now, that word offend doesn't just mean hacked off with somebody. It means he forsakes the faith. See, tribulation and persecution is not just coming to you to make you miserable. It's coming to you 
to steal your faith. It's coming to you to wear you down. It's coming to weary you. It's coming to wear you out. It's coming to demean, to starve. Why? Because as soon as people get in persecution, tribulations, here's what they do. They quit studying. They quit praying. They quit coming to church. All God's fault. Why? Why are people like that? We are moved by momentary changes. Do you know that a child's mental capacity is usually only six seconds long? And today it may be shorter because they're always going do, 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 do. Yeah. And the adults, I don't know if they're that long. Because you got kids. You have to change your mind and your interest every five or six seconds to keep kids entertained. Right? My grandkids, I say, give me 15 minutes to take a nap, then we'll go fishing. Okay. They wake me up five minutes. Papa, you only got 10 more minutes. Papa, you only got three more. I'm thinking, that's it. Every time you wake me up, I'm adding five. No, I mean, man, my grandkids get down the floor in the bathroom. What are you doing in there, Papa? I'm hiding. Get out from under the door. Listen, we always have to keep our focus up. So listen, we have to make sure that tribulation and persecution does not divert us from what is necessary. That three, that cord that is three woven together. Jesus said this kind does not come out but by prayer and fasting. You need to have word, you need to have prayer, and you need to have time set aside to seek God. And you need to do those things every week, not just once a month. Could I get an amen? All right, so the first thing is that the devil comes with tribulation and persecutions. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 1, 4 through 10. 2 Thessalonians 1, 4 through 10. Where does tribulation come from? So that we ourselves glory in you, in the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all your what? And tribulations that you do what? Endure. Endure. That's where people celebrate and glory and shout unto the Lord when people are able to be patient, let the process run its course and keep faith in God in the midst of persecutions and tribulations. Next verse. Which is a manifest, watch this, manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God which you also suffer. Now, what is tribulation and persecution? See that little right up there? Manifest token. It's what? It's a who. But tribulation is evidence. Not a negative, isn't it? It is a positive evidence that faith is working and God is moving and the devil is trying to stop it. So when tribulation comes, now you can see when James says, count it all joy. Hallelujah. God is doing something. Amen. Hallelujah. Heaven has answered. Don't get down when it comes. Get up. Amen. If you don't read things right, you can read them wrong. Amen. 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 Yeah. The other day I got a little piece of paper in the mail that said, uh, your license is going to be taken away from you. I thought, for what? I found out Lexi needed insurance on her car. She hadn't paid it. They were going to take my license. I thought, they ain't take my license. Then when I found out they were going to take hers, I said, a wall is well. <laughs> and so we have to realize that, David, you and I, when it comes, we need to rejoice. You're doing something that the devil is fearful of. He is confident that if you stand the way you're standing, nothing will stop God from showing up. 
He understands that if he does not divert your faith, then you're going to see your answer. If he doesn't discourage you by persecution and tribulation, you're going to see victory. See, he believes in God. The Bible says the devils believe and tremble. They believe in God. And so when these things come, we got to see that they're evidence. They're evidence. You have evidence, Phyllis. That ring. I love you. Right? You have evidence. That bracelet. I love you. You have evidence that watch. You bought that. <laughs> but it's evidence that I had money. Not evidence I got money. It's evidence that I had money at one time. But tribulation and persecution, look at it the way that God reveals to us to look at it. Look, don't be moved by your tribulation, which is but for a moment. That's how fast tribulation goes. Oh, no, 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 no. Your lifespan, if a thousand years is a day and a day is a thousand years, your life only lasts two and a half minutes. Boy, that ain't long, is it? So now tribulation is seconds in the scope of eternity. Amen. Don't cave in. Amen. It's passing through. It can be changed. It's temporal. It's been planned by the resources of this world to get your attention off of what's really happening. But when you see the devil come against you, just sit down and lift your hands up and start praising God. Hallelujah. That God is moving and the devil is afraid of your outcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then let's go down to uh, 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 6. Seeing it as a righteous thing with God to, oh man, this is not a good one, to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Do you know if you wrong a brother, you trouble a brother, you keep sowing things about a brother? Read that with me, all of us. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. When you mess with God's folks, he will mess with you. Oh, no, that's just for sinners. No, it's not. God is faithful to the just and to the unjust. That's why it's important that when we forgive people, we forgive them. And when we forgive them, then if you go down to Ephesians 4, uh, 30, 31, it tells this. Don't talk about them. Shut up. But see, sometimes we forgive them, we're still angry, and we talk. What are you doing? You're sowing discord among the brethren. You're talking about a brother. You're giving death instead of life. You're going to run right smack dab into that guy's shepherd, which is the Lord God. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Don't get God causing tribulation on you. The only way to get out of that is to repent. All right, one more. Let's go to, oh gosh, well, let's go to verse 7. That's, I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians 1, 7, it says this. And you who are troubled with us rest when the Lord sh Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Next verse. In flaming fire, taking vengeance upon all them that know not God and that obey not, not, not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Notice the two types of people. Those that know the gospel and don't, re, don't obey it, and those that do not know God. Sinner and saints. Let's go verse 10. And when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So we see that there are believers that do not obey, and there are unbelievers. But... God will resist both. Amen. Yep, hallelujah. All right, one more. Go to Romans 2 and verse 7 through 11. I like to call this self-affliction. 
had a young guy come in to me and said, well, pastor, you know, you told me to go up there and do that, and I did it. Then I told you I didn't think God wanted me to do it. Then I went back up, and you told me to do this, and I prayed about it, and I told you, yes, that's God. Then I come back a month later and said, you know, pastor, I'm, I'm going to drop out of this too, and I'm going to drop out of that. And I said, okay. And he said, and God told me to do this. I said, okay, all right, praise God, hallelujah. Well, good, have at it. About six months later, he come in and said, Pastor, I'm miserable and I miss God. What should I do? I said, let the process of self-affliction run its course because I'm not helping you and I'm not bailing you. You told me God said. He said, but I was wrong. I said, I can't help that you were wrong. That was your declaration. So until God doesn't tell you anymore, you're on your own. Boy, about a year later, he come in and just said, Pastor, I've just come to repent. I'm so sorry. And I said, well, are you done with self-affliction? He said, I hope so. <laughs> Sometimes people cause their own problems. Martin, are you married? Martin, are you married? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. You want to be before the weekend? You're married, Bob. Now, you know how not to have affliction. If Carol says, Bob, you say, what, honey? You already resigned. I heard a story the other day. This man, it took him all summer to mow his grass. And he'd leave his lawnmower out in the yard. And every time his wife said, honey, I need for you, he said, wait, got to go mow the yard. He'd mow one strip, and then he'd come back in hoping she forgot it. And she did. And so it went on all summer. The guy never got his yard mowed. But he never had to do any work. Now listen and learn. I'm telling you, this works. Now, you know how not to cause self-affliction, right? Even if you make up, it's the looks. It's the stare. It's the fear that grips your heart of being in a dark room and not knowing where she's at. It, 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 yeah. And now... Let's go back to, the, back to this. It says this in Romans 2, verse 7. To them, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor, immortality and eternal life. Next verse. But unto them that are contentious, ooh, and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and what? Wrath. Okay, next verse. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of the man that doeth evil. Stop right there. Go back to the next verse. What is evil? Contentiousness, disobedience to truth. They obey or respond to unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Those are evils. Now go to the next verse. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jews first and also of the Gentiles. Next verse. But glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. If you do evil, if you do evil, if you do evil, if you do evil, Tribulation is going to come. That is self-affliction. Because we have been able by the Holy Ghost to crucify the flesh. We are not evildoers. We are doers of righteousness. Amen. Amen? All right. So we see that those are areas. They come from Satan. They come from men. They also come from God if you are opposing the righteous. And they come from people that do evil. If you do evil, it's going to come. Let's not be self-afflicting. Amen. We got enough problems without bringing it on ourselves. Amen. Now, let's go to Acts 14.22. I figured this would be a short message, and it's not. All right. Acts 14.22. And it says, <clears throat> confirming the souls of the disciples. 
and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must through. Somebody say through. Anybody know what the word through means? Not up against. What's it mean? You've you got to pass through. John, Jim, Gerald, Rick, Larry, come up here, Joe. Come up here, guys. David, you get to come too. Come up here. Line up right here, guys. Sharon, would you go down on the other end of those men? Here, here. Put three on this side and three on, this, on that side and three on this side. And Sharon, you're going to be right here at the end of them. There, David, I want you right I want you right there. Gerald, how many of you guys went to college? You, you, you guys went to college. Did they teach you three on each side? One, two, three? They taught you that? Okay, all right. Now, David, what is your wife? I'll give you a hint. Heaven. Okay. But David, in order to get to her, you have to go through, not run up against, you have to go through tribulation. Tribu this is tribulating Jim. This is persecuting <laughs> Joe. All right? Now, you have to go through them. They don't want you to get to heaven. They want you to be on that side of tribulation. Because you can't get to heaven if you don't go through the tribulation. Now, David, now, now men, now, now I've just explained it. Now, you know what to do. Thank you. Okay. There you go. All right. There, there you go. Boys, get over here. So that what we do? Yeah. Now, when you go through, you get the prize. But what if you stop? You get tired. You get weary. You fall down. What if you just stop? Well, you don't make it to the kingdom of God. How could tribulation be accredited to God when you don't do evil or when you're not afflicting of the righteous people? How could it be attributed to God because God wants you to come to heaven? Amen. Amen? He's given you eternal life in Christ. But if you don't come through it, David, it takes effort. It takes concentration. you got to pay attention. If they knocked your glasses off, it doesn't matter. Everything else is paling in the sight of Miss Heaven. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, guys. You have to go through. Somebody say go through. You, you, it's on the other side of it. Somebody say it's on the other side of it. Now, here we understand that tribulation is there to destroy our faith so that we cannot go forward. Let's go to Romans 5, 1 through 5. We're going to wrap up with this today because today is a holiday. Tomorrow is a holiday, isn't it? You know, America is recognizing my birthday today and giving everybody off. I was born on September 5th. That's tomorrow. I'm 78 years old. I will be someday. If I don't fly away, oh glory. Oh. All right, experience. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we also glory. Somebody say glory. Does that sound like murmuring and complaining and belly? No, no, what's that mean? Shout hallelujah. Why? Because the evidence has come. And it says we glory in tribulation knowing, knowing, knowing the process. Knowing the process. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience, and experience gives birth to hope, which is accompanied by faith. Now, let me ask you, Martin, did God send you a letter 
inviting you to the ministry? He didn't. Did he call you up? Did he talk to you? You felt God touched you in some way. Do you remember that? You remember where you were? You, you remember that. Why would you remember that? It's an experience. Where is an experience? On the other side of tribulation. That's why very few people have experiences. They sow seeds, but they never experience a harvest. Because Jesus said, if a man, the disciples said, but we gave up all in Mark the 10th chapter. But Jesus said, no matter if you've given home, land, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, wives, if you've given it, you'll receive a hundredfold in this world and in the world to come eternal life with persecutions. That's why people don't get a hundredfold. We are just kind of allergic to persecution. We break out in hives. We murmur about it. We complain about it. It's miserable. But really, you know what? In the midst of tribulation, you will find God in a way that you have never found him before. You, if, if you are in need and you sow a seed, get ready. Tribulation is going to come. Go through it. On the other side, you'll find Jehovah Jireh. If you're sick in your body, doesn't matter what the doctors are saying, I'm telling you that if you set in motion your faith by his stripes, I have been healed. Go through the ups and downs. Go through everything that the devil is throwing at you. On the other side, you're going to find this. I have found Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals me. You will find him on the other side of tribulation. You'll find nobody on this side of it. Nobody. And so on the other side of our tribulation, somebody say on the other side. On the other side. If you want a good marriage, you're going to have to go through tribulation. Yep. Yeah, well, how do I go through it? Shut your eyes, shut your mouth, close your ears, and just do whatever she says. Go through. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Phyllis? What, what do you mean it doesn't work that way? It works both ways. You're going to shut up? And you're going to close your eyes? And you're going to close your ears? Yes, put that on CD and bring that to me right after service. We both have to shut up? And close our eyes. And close our eyes? And be flexible. And be flexible? How long is this supposed to last? Forever. Forever. Let's see if that works for you today. <laughs> don't rub me the wrong way. <laughs> don't, don't rub me the wrong way. You won't know it's me. You'll have your eyes closed. Now, uh, <clears throat> we are people that persevere. In our perseverance and endurance possess we the salvation of our souls. We are not going to be overcome turned around, discouraged, disappointed by momentary light tribulation. It's momentary. It's light. Keep it in its proper perspective. It's coming. It's only evidence from the devil that he's afraid of your outcome. Amen. So rejoice when they come. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. He's sending you evidence after evidence after evidence. How many of you ever uh, filled out those things, uh, clearing house? You're going to win a million dollars. Come on, raise your hands. I know you. We all have. It, and they keep giving us and feeding us and feeding us. We keep, oh, we, we, you know that ain't never going to happen. But I've seen people do it. I know it. I just wonder if those people are real. There must be someplace in the world because I've never met any of them. Now, if it happens to me, hey, I'll tell you what, let's do it this year. Everybody sign my name and my address, and we'll see. And if we win, 
I'll thank you. I'll have you over for spaghetti dinner. No, they just keep baiting. Let the evidence come. Let the evidence of the devil come. Let him show me how fearful he is. Let him show me how God is moving on my behalf. I dare him to come after me with trouble and persecution, distress and anguish. Why? Because I know it's a sign that he knows that God has already moved on my behalf. And the only factor that can change is me. And I'm not changing. I'm setting myself like a flint. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, we loose right now a strengthening core inside the believer that, God, we will be strong in the Lord. God, we will not bend, we will not bow, and we will not burn. God, no matter where they put us, we will not fail for you are with us. And God, we are more than conquerors through everything. And whoever has given birth to them, we are overcomers. You have crowned us with glory and honor. God, you have caused us to triumph in Christ Jesus consistently and always. Every prayer has been answered. Every promise is yea and amen. You have anointed us, God, enabled and empowered us we stand today strong we stand unmovable for christ changes not but everything else must change for him god we praise you today and we give you victory we give you glory we give you blessing we give you accolades of love and strength and God, we declare that there is no God like our God. We declare, God, that he is a faithful God to a thousand generations. And God, just as sure as the sun came up today, and it'll go down tomorrow, tonight, God, that it'll be the way that you said it would be. And God, we are overcomers, conquerors. We are able to extract the spoil in victory out of every thing that comes our way. Oh God, we worship you. We worship you today, God. We exalt you. Every head bowed. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you've never surrendered your life to him, if you've never repented of your sins and turned from your way and said, God, here is my life, it may not be perfect. It may not be what you need, but God, I give to you what I have. And I know, God, that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that, God, we shall be saved. God, you are here. Just like you came to the house of Zacchaeus, you said today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation for you. You are here. Jesus has come to the house. He's here to save. He's here to heal. He's here to restore. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to say, Pastor, would you please pray for me? And I want you to lift your hand up towards heaven, wherever you are. Lift that hand up and say, Pastor, please pray for me. Please pray for me. Come on, where are those hands? There's one. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do something now bold. I'm going to ask everybody to stand to your feet. Those of you that raised your hands, I want you to step out into the aisle and come down here and let me pray for you. Wherever you are, raise your hand. Say, Pastor, that was me. Come on down here. Come on. Hallelujah. Here comes one. Who else? Say, today, today is your day. Hallelujah. Today is your day. Hallelujah. Just one more moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Jesus came to me by myself. And what's your name? Tiffany. Tiffany. That's a great name. Thank you. And uh, 
Are you related to Tiffany that has all that jewelry and stuff? Unfortunately not. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Now, Tiffany, is this your first day in this church? No, it's about my fourth time. About your fourth time. Let me tell you something. I'm honored that you come. I'm just honored to be a part of the beginning of your eternity with Christ. Pray this with me, Tiffany, with all these people. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I turn from my sins and I give my life to Jesus Christ. I believe that he is Lord. I believe he has been raised from the dead. He has conquered hell and death. I believe he is now alive. I believe Jesus is coming back again. Now, Jesus, I confess you as my Savior. Come into my heart. I receive you now. From this moment on, as you have died for me, I will now live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, Father, I ask you to bless Tiffany. I ask God that your hand would be upon her favor would be upon her and God that she would begin to excel that God you would begin to broaden her borders give her favor God and God let her faith unite her deeper with Christ today God let us as a church remember her lift her up in prayer that God till Christ be formed in her and God we ask it in Jesus name Amen and amen. Congratulations, Tiffany. I think they have a book they want to give you of how to be a Christian. Praise God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come on, lift your hands up one more time. Where is Daniel? Where is Daniel? Hallelujah. Oh, okay. Everybody's leaving. I'm telling you, this holiday stuff is like weird. Uh, sing that song. He'll do it again. Come on, Dakota, you're on all by yourself. Come on out here. <clears throat> I've seen you move, you move the mind. 